in Hebrews chapter 4, this is how the word of God is described. It says, for the word of God is quick or it is living. Come on, the word of God is living. Amen. And powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing is under of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow. And it is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And oftentimes we hear people say, well, um, you know, God, I'm asking God will give me the desires of a heart. And he will do that when we pray. Amen. Then we have to take a little, little bit further and say, what's, what's the intention behind that heart's desire? Is it to fortify and build the kingdom of God in the earth? Is it to build us up in our most holy faith? Or is it something that we are, 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 and I'm just being open here, is that we're being a little bit selfish for ourselves, the things that we want first before we're the things that we want of God. Amen? But in the midst of it, God says he's the discerner of our hearts, and he will give us our heart's desires. Amen? Tonight, as we move forward here, please consider what God is talking about. Now, when God gave Brother Michael this word opportunity, I said, okay, where are we going with this? And so often, as he gives me a word, we'll do a definition um, to explain uh, what is in the message and how God's proceeding uh, and asking us to move forward in this. So the word opportunity, we're going to move into the message right now. The word opportunity means it's a set of circumstances that makes it possible to do something. It's a chance for success or advancement in the life of an individual. Got that? Are we good with that? Opportunity, it's a set of circumstances, now get this deep in your spirit, that makes it possible to do something, a change or a chance for success or advancement that will occur in our lives. How many times has the Holy Spirit spoken to you, give me an opportunity to do something for somebody? Come on. Hands to pray for somebody, minister the word of God. Maybe uh, you are one of those individuals who are driving and you come to a, a stop sign and you see an individual on the sign and they've got their sign, you know, bless me, God bless you, uh, without work, um, need money, and you, you just bless that individual. I do that not every time, only as I'm led by the Spirit of God. Amen? So how often does God give us an opportunity to to uh, make something possible in the life of an individual or in our own personal lives, amen? The, the concept behind this, too, is that God wants us to uh, give us a chance, an opportunity for success so we can advance. Come on, advance his kingdom in the earth, advance our lives for kingdom living, and then to be an extension. God always gives us an opportunity, and it's a daily thing. God will always give us an opportunity to minister the Word of God to somebody, somewhere, somehow, every day, a daily occurrence. Amen? And so the title, the explanation of opportunity, the other word here, we said opportunity and, um, oh, opportunity and to seize the opportunity. Well, the word seize means to take hold of suddenly, to take hold of something suddenly and forcibly. To take an opportunity or initiative suddenly and accurately. 
So as you're here uh, with us today, I'm going to ask you to open up your Bibles, and we're going to turn to uh, Galatians chapter 6. We're going to give you a breakdown for those of you who are on stream, Galatians chapter, chapter 6. And stay with us through the duration of this live stream, because we've got two prophetic words that we're going to be releasing into the sanctuary in the lives of God's people here, but also you become the recipients of those, that prophetic release in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We've got some music coming from upstairs, uh, from downstairs, upstairs here to the bless. Ask, uh, just pray and ask God to bless the, uh, the ministry, the church that downstairs. They just reopened this last Easter Sunday. They've had uh, people coming out. They're ministering out in the, uh, the parking lot there. So thank God. Come on, Savon. Thank God this COVID stuff is coming to an end. Come on, let's just give God praise, amen, for him bringing this stuff to an end so we can function and operate, celebrate, worship the Lord and spirit and truth, come into the house of God and do what he's asking us to do. All right. So in Galatians chapter 6, I'm going to be reading from the uh, New International Version, and I'm going to ask you to focus in on this concept of opportunity. All right? Paul writing to the church of uh, Galatia. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, now let's not get caught up and just listen to the, the explanation, explanation here. If someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit, did anybody here live by the Spirit of God? There's more than that of you in here. Come on. Anyone else here live by the Spirit of God? Come on. I need a response. All right. Spirit should restore or to bring back to their place in Christ and in grace that person gently. We approach them gently as the same way Jesus approached us. And then God gives a warning. He also gives an opportunity. He says, but watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. Carry, bear each other's burdens, sympathize, show mercy and love, and do not bow, breathe, bow, woo, brow, beat a fallen brother, and so fulfill the law of Christ. And so we see the explanation here. God gives us an opportunity to minister to those who are struggling, having challenges in their life, whether it be physically, financially, or emotionally. And we come across this every week when we assemble here at Genesis to pray uh, in the lives of God's people. This 2021 was very devastating for many uh, not only in the body of Christ, but those that are in the world. And so God tells us here that uh, even we have to be careful. We have to come into a place, we're going to talk about humility in just a minute, to where we stay on the alert. We become aware of the situation and the, the circumstances that are surrounding us so that we don't get pulled away or drawn away by, uh, by temptation. Amen? But the emphasis in this, this portion is that when God reaches out, he reaches out with, and he sympathizes with us in those circumstances. He sympathizes us in those situations, right? And what does he do? As God, only God can do, he shows mercy and he expresses love towards us. He doesn't come, with, come at us to browbeat us or, or to find fault in us. Hallelujah. He comes uh, in the representation of all that the kingdom of heaven has to offer, and that's God's agape is his love towards us. Amen? In John chapter 8, we, we, see an expression of an, we see the expression of God here in love and an opportunity that Jesus ceases to take, 
take possession of, and he does it in a very, very sensitive way. And in John chapter 8, it talks about the woman who's caught in adultery. Now, let's stay with this, because I was meditating upon this, and I thought, okay, we know that there's physical adultery, right? But is there a place also where the Bible talks about that there's spiritual adultery, all right? So let's stay with this. Watch this. In John chapter 8, we see a Jesus opportunity. He's expressing sympathy, showing mercy and love. Again, you all know the story of the woman caught in adultery. And he even turns to the accusers of that, that, that time, that moment. And Jesus also demonstrates mercy and love and compassion towards those who are bringing, uh, ready to stone or bring this woman under judgment based on the law. But Jesus doesn't browbeat them, saints. Amen? I was thinking about this also as, uh, you know the story, uh, they bring the woman caught in adultery, they throw her down, she's in front of Jesus, and they want Jesus to judge her according to the law. And so the Bible says that Jesus gets on the ground, and I'm sure many of you have heard different descriptions on uh, the interpretations of why Jesus was on the ground and what he was writing into the, into, the, into the ground there. It says that he was scripting and writing. So it came to mind today, and there really is nothing in the Bible that gives a specific indication of what he was writing, but I kind of got a, a little sense of humor on that, and I thought to those who brought the woman there before Jesus, and he says, is there any amongst you without sin? He began to write their names. Come on. Began to write their names in the, in the, in the sand there. Amen? But in the spite of all this uh, this explanation, this scenario, again, we see the extension and the expression of the heart of Jesus towards the woman, but also those who wanted to condemn her. Amen? It was a Jesus opportunity, and he seized the moment to express the love of God. In verse 3, it says, if anyone thinks that they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions, or here again is opportunity. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing someone else. Please hear this. Those of you that are in, in, in this house, please listen to this. Never considered himself higher or better than those that he ministered to. The Bible says that he, he showed humility, right, to everyone he came across, even the Sadducees and the Pharisees, he didn't exalt himself above them any way. He simply declared the word of God and truth and in the power of the Father's heart. In Luke chapter 15, we read, excuse me, uh, in Luke chapter 15, uh, we read here, it says, uh, then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners uh, for to hear him. But the Bible says that in the midst of that, in this place of humility, uh, above the, the publicans and, and those that were bringing accusations against the sinners, Jesus remained and kept himself in a position of humility before his Father in glory and in the sight of all men, revealing God's kingdom life with kingdom living, with kingdom living. Again, this is opportunity, saints. In verse 7, it says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whatever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Listen to what it says. Whoever sows to please the spirit 
from the Spirit will we will reap eternal life. So as we sow, as the Holy Spirit gives us opportunity opportunities to sow, then we seize that opportunity and we sow in the lives of other people. In verse nine, he says, "Let us not become weary." Hear this: Let us not become weary in doing good. Again, here's opportunity. Or at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Verse 10 says, therefore, as we have opportunity, listen to what God is saying. As we have opportunity, let us do good to some people. Somebody knows their Bible. Let's do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And so this is our intention. Even now you're going to see we have an opportunity this evening. We're seizing the opportunity this evening to give back unto you what God has for you through this prophetic ministry here at Genesis Upper Room Church. Amen? Somebody say opportunity. opportunity. No, say it like you mean it, opportunity. opportunity. Repeat this after me. Father, Father I, thank you I thank you for giving me opportunities to minister your love to the lives of others in the same way you took the opportunity to love me. Can I get a witness in the house? All right. All right. So here's the first of two prophetic words to be released. So fasten your seatbelts. Let me freshen my palate. All this is accumulation, opportunities that we're deceased. And, you know, I, I'm going to step into this for just a moment. I, I received a phone call from a dear sister in the Lord, <clears throat> uh, 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 an individual full with the faith of God. And before COVID, what we would do, we would come into the sanctuary here. We would line people up after the, the presentation, and we begin to lay hands, and, and we begin to prophesy into the lives. And I don't want to go into too much uh, of this. This was given to Deborah's Institute uh, uh, with Prophet Yvonne and, and Minister um, Jeanette Morgan. Very, very powerful teaching on the prophetic. And so there, a lot of times there's a misunderstanding because the Bible says that the words that God speaks or he would cause us to speak, those words will go forth and they will accomplish. Come on. They'll accomplish that what he says uh, is in that word. And it's not going to return empty or void unto him. Amen. But it will accomplish the things that pleases him. And it pleases him to bless his people. We know that. Amen. And so she was asking, she says, you know, Brother Mike, I'm really disappointed because uh, you gave me a word. I said, no, I didn't. God gave you a word. And she said, that word didn't come to pass. It was very disappointing, and I don't understand it. And that word had to do with uh, other individuals uh, that she knew. And the explanation in that was so, so many times, this is where we come to accountability with the Word of God. As God would speak to you and a word of knowledge, and what are you going to do with that word of knowledge? Or will God will put a, an individual in your, in your, uh, before your face by a vision? You might have a dream. Something would come across, and God puts that individual into your life. It's simply, it's, it's very simple, very simple. When God does that, all he requires first and foremost is that we begin to intercede. We begin to pray into that situation or pray into the life of the individual. And once you've done that, the rest is up to the Holy Spirit and that individual. Well, what I was explaining to her is oftentimes God will speak. He releases a word. And in this particular situation, uh, 
individuals were supposed to call her and invite her for the holidays, and that didn't happen. He says, so what happened to the word? I said, nothing happened to the word. I said, oftentimes God will speak a prophetic word. It releases it, and then the Spirit of God will move upon those individuals to fulfill that word. But then it's up to the individuals if they're going to, to uh, do what God has asked them to do. And I saw three individuals who were supposed to call the, uh, uh, this young lady and invite her over for the holidays. They didn't do it. And that's not a justification. This is simply an explanation is that when God speaks a word, he'll release a word. He'll move on the individuals to move. But God will not violate our will. Amen. He gives us opportunity. Amen. I said, God gives us opportunity. And when we seize the opportunity and we follow through with that word, then we've accomplished what God asks us to accomplish in Jesus' mighty name. So tonight we've got a sure word of prophecy for you. Are you ready for a prophetic release in this house? All right. All right. Hallelujah. Anyway, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. All right, here's a word. On that day when you laid your heart at my feet, when you laid your heart at the feet of my son, making your confessions of sin with me, with repentance to me, it was then I placed my eternal Holy Spirit in you that you would also function at the same level of humility that was in the life of my son, reflecting his life through your life. Its purpose was to reveal the power of my eternal love that I have given to you through the life of my son, Jesus. During, these, during this new season of advanced development, you will see an experience with acceleration where you will operate in the spiritual gifts that I have placed within you to heal the broken hearts, and to heal and listen to this saints, and to heal and restore the minds of those who are in need of a savior. Vision came with that. We're not going to go into that right now. I, the Lord of glory, have equipped you for such a time as this. I have prepared you for such a time and placed this high call of excellence that you, my beloved, can function at a higher level of spiritual maturity through this powerful gift of humility, to be my expressions into all who are in need. And yes, the need is greater than what is seen in the natural realms of man. Come on, get this in your spirit, saints. You must be spirit-led and you must be spirit-driven. It is from this expression of humility that is the reflection of the life of my son, Jesus, that will draw souls into my kingdom. Come on, are you ready for an impartation this evening, saints? This has been my heartbeat from the beginning and will be my heartbeat until the return of my beloved son. Souls, souls, souls. This humility becomes activated from a place of submission and obedience to this high call of God that I have placed in you. During this season of development, you will begin to see past, you will begin to see present, and you will begin to see future events through your spiritual eyes. 
From it, you will gain knowledge with understanding of how to proceed to advance, oh my God, in military, military strategies to take the kingdom of heaven by force. Hear this, oh my God. Eliminating to destroy sin and all satanic powers that are at war with humanity. I have placed my divine unction of Holy Spirit in you that you would begin responding to the requests I will make of you. And when you do, you will discern that there is absolutely no reason. Oh, I'm getting blessed right now. That there is absolutely no reason to fear Absolutely no reason to doubt and absolutely no reason for the use of unbelief preventing you. Watch this. Preventing you from walking in the power of my love. Now, God's giving this. It's present tense. It's for right now. He says, it is now, right now, that my spirit is working in you and through you. To declare in this season of development my righteousness and my holiness in directing you to live a consecrated life. To all those things that are true, all those things that are honest, to all those things that are pure, to all those things that have a good report. If there be any virtue, any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Tonight. I release such a word into your spirit and attach a fresh anointing on them to stir you up. To stir you up in your most holy faith, says the spirit of the living God. I'm going to ask something. I, I, I'm really uncomfortable with this front row being empty. Maybe there's angels there. I don't know. Amen. But I'm going to ask those of you, come on up. Let's get in this front row. Fill up this front row in Jesus' mighty name because God's going to move upon you. God is going to move upon you. And I just, only two of you got it. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I, and I, I'm going to say this to you because God is so powerful. You know, we were here yesterday, and one of the one of the challenges is that when not only when we come to the church here with the sanctuary, one of the challenges, saints, and for those of you that were here or been here since we've reopened, is that we've been having the pastors come up and and, and minister to you here, and we've had intercessors in back, and then we're kind of changing the the direction and God's taking us here and moving in this area here. But it's sometimes it's really challenging because uh, I, I was standing over here and I'm directing people to to come up and stand with, uh, it was, yesterday it was Apostle Dave and yesterday it was um, Minister Charlotte. Thank you. And I'm over here standing and the gifts are in operation, man. It's just the way that it is. And the Bible explains to us that we're to be ready in season and out of season. And even when we're out and about, the gifts are in operation. You to think, oh, well, maybe it's my imagination. No! It's the power of God moving in you and through you. And so we could have kept the, 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 the group here till 12 o'clock last night like we used to do in the days before. We'd be here till 2 o'clock in the morning. 
And so I just celebrate because uh, the Lord was, uh, yeah, Pastor Fred's at 3 o'clock. <laughs> Sometimes it was 3 o'clock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Until everybody got prayed for, we wouldn't close the doors. Anyway, and so, you know, I rejoice and I praise God because it is, it is to God's benefit and the benefit of his people that he ministers from his heart and love to them. Amen. And so we're going to do something. The Lord gave me a vision yesterday. I had a wait upon this. It's been two weeks pending. And uh, as this word was going forth, it happened uh, again yesterday. And uh, we've been, been disciplining ourselves not to step in with the other ministers are ministering. So I, I'm going to ask you, to those of you watching online, please stay with us on this here. Those of you in the sanctuary, I'm going to ask you to go to work. Go to work. In the house of God. Amen. God's given you an opportunity right now. Are you ready to seize that opportunity? Okay, I'm going to ask you to extend your hands here in just a minute. Brother, come on up. This is for you. This has been a two-week thing going on. Come on up. Come on up. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, extend your hands this way, saints. Extend your hands this way. Now, the Lord instructed me to do this for you. We're going to take three claws, and we're going to place them on you. God's got a word for you today, my dear brother in faith. And the thing that you've been carrying, you won't have to carry after today. You won't have to carry it anymore in Jesus' mighty name. We got two. Are those three? Three things? Not yet? Okay, we got a third one coming. Hallelujah. Come on, saints, in the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. This is what makes Genesis Uproom Church here in San Jose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, we're just going to let him rest in that until he's ready to come up, get up, and then let's cover him up. His belly is exposed there. Let's cover him up. Uh, and we're going to let him bask in the anointing, and then we're going to proceed with what God instructed us to do. Come on. See, we seize the akarabashi kataria. We seize the opportunity, Apostle Dave. We seize the opportunity. I don't know what's going down. I know he's down, but I know what's going on while he's down, except that the Spirit of God is moving in him and through him. Amen? And this is the, this is the power uh, of God when we seize an opportunity that God would express his heart towards the life of an individual. Amen? Hallelujah. All right. Woo! So I want to add to this because... Uh, when this was taking place yesterday, uh, Prophecy Bond was here, and she had a vision of what was going on behind the scenes. She had a vision of what was taking place in the spiritual realm. So we began to talk about it. We began to do some homework on it. Amen. And you know what? I can tell you this as well as I know that I'm standing here tonight. Hallelujah. That Satan is a liar and the father of all lies. Amen. It's not by the will of man. But by the will of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Saints, when opportunity came to somebody watching online just got hit with the Holy Ghost. This was a witness to somebody here. Uh, let us know who you are by giving thumbs up or, or, or making a comment on that in Jesus' mighty name. I don't know. Maybe we will be here till 2 o'clock in the morning. Anyway, let's see what happens. All right. Saints, when opportunity came to reveal the Father's heart to humanity, Jesus didn't restrict himself to just a one-on-one -on -one as in the life of the woman with an issue or the disease of her blood. We read this in Mark 
5.25 and Luke 8.43. And so what happens was is the question comes into play. Come on, you all know the story. The woman with the issue of blood, all her money was gone. She went to all the doctors. Nobody could help her because was it a physical issue? Yes. But what, where was it manifesting? Where did it come from? It came from the spiritual realm an assignment of Satan against the life of one of God's beloved. Amen? And so Jesus, the Holy One, comes on the scene, and this woman was determined to take the opportunity, to seize the opportunity, knowing that as Jesus was passing by, it stirred up within her spirit. And I believe it was the Holy Ghost saying her, having her to say, man, if I can, if I can just get a hold, man, if I can just touch the of his garment I know I'll be made whole come on so she seized the opportunity move forward and grab the hem, the, uh, the hem of, of his garment there's a whole teaching uh, prophet Andrew gave a teaching about the, the, the shawl and the, and the tassels that go with that very powerful but there's everything in, in that shawl is significant everything that Jesus wore was significant for kingdom purpose and, and kingdom living amen and so the question comes into play. And Jesus asked, you know, he's in a crowd of all these people, the disciples are around him, and Jesus asked, hey, who touched me? Because the Bible says that he felt virtue. Come on. He felt virtue, power go out of his body. And the Bible tells us that the woman responded and tells Jesus, he tells Jesus of a truth of what just took place. And at the end of her explanation, Jesus calls her daughter. Oh, maraboshikaria. And tells her to go in and behold or free from her disease. Come on. Come on, somebody. Opportunity. He sees the moment and the sympathies uh, with love and mercy. Uh, and, and as a result, her burden was lifted. She, in turn, sees the opportunity to receive an impartation or deliverance from the disease of her blood. In Jesus' mighty name, is somebody in the house? Is somebody in the house? A one-on-one, a one-on-one with the master? Opportunity. Somebody say opportunity. To the impotent man at the pool of Bethesda. The Bible says that he who was unable to take effective action, he was helpless. He was powerless to step into the pool before another. You all know the story. So Jesus is on the scene. He comes up, and Jesus says, hey, I'm here. Seize the moment. Take the opportunity. It's not in the stirring of the waters, my dear brother, that makes you whole. <laughs> it is faith in God that will make you whole. He tells him, we're paraphrasing, he says, put aside the laws of religion. Put aside those things that have restricted you from stepping into this opportunity to be made whole. He says, I know it's the Sabbath. Don't allow the restrictions of doctrine to stop you from this opportunity that is before you. Seize the moment. Take it by force. Jesus said unto him, rise, 
take up your bed and walk. And the Bible says that he did that. And he was made whole. He took his bed and began to walk. John chapter 5. Here we see a correlation between the Son of God, the anointing upon his life, the ministry of the Holy Spirit working in him and through him. Amen. He seizes the opportunity to minister the pool, the man who's at the pool of Bethesda. And in turn, we see the reflection now, the man at the pool of Bethesda takes and seizes the opportunity to do what the, the Son of God says to do, and his body is made whole. Can I get a witness in this house? Again, a one-on-one. -on -one. Come on, somebody. A one-on-one. -on -one. Hallelujah. How many of you here tonight and on stream have had a one-on-one? -on -one? How many of you have seized an opportunity to be a blessing and also to receive a blessing? Hallelujah. He's out, he's out, man. He's in the, he's a, come on, he's in the spirit. In the Lord's day, this is the Lord, he's in the spirit. His physical body's there, but I see him moving through the corridors of time. Hallelujah. All right, again, a one-on-one. -on -one. A one-on-one, -on -one, Jesus, with individuals. And then we see the extension and the expression of the, of the heart of the Father through the life of Jesus. He's done his thing with the one-on-one, -on -one, and we read that throughout the four Gospels. But there's a specific one that the Lord directed me to. Not only one-on-one -on -one is Jesus minister, but Jesus ministers to the multitudes. Come on. In Luke chapter 9, verse 16, and John uh, 6, 9, there are two different accounts where Jesus now, um, uh, where Jesus now, uh, comes and he blesses the multitudes. Watch this. He seizes an opportunity. He sees an opportunity to glorify the Father in the earth. In, in, ooh, in Luke chapter 9, verse 32. And then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitudes. And so we all know the story. The uh, f five loaves of bread and, and, and the two fishes. Uh, five loaves of bread and two fishes. Amen. And the multitudes there. Now, consider what, what Jesus is doing here. The people had gathered on, on the first day. They gathered there, and when they came, they came with provisions to feed their families and to take care of things for that day. But the intensity of the word of God, the Beatitudes, and as Jesus was preaching, captivates the hearts and the minds of those that are listening to him. And so day one becomes day two. They're running out of provisions. Day two now becomes day three, and there's no food for the multitudes. So what does Jesus do? He seizes the opportunity and begins to do and perform the miraculous. Now, I was hitting on this this week, and, you, you know, as you read the Bible, it talks about uh, uh, in, the, in the power gifts, the miracles that take place, and we get it. But into this generation, now we're not hearing so much of miracles. We're hearing the term the supernatural. Miracles can only come forth through the supernatural manifestation of the glory of God. Amen? And so here Jesus is on the scene. He sees the multitude. Let me see what we got on our notes here. 
Oh, he says, um, Jesus called his disciples on him and said, I have compassion on the multitudes, the 5,000 men, not including the women and the children, because they continue with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. And, and I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. So I'm thinking about this, uh, and I'm praying, and I, I ask Holy Spirit, take me, take me back through the cords of time. Take me to that time when you st stood before the, uh, uh, or you sat before the brethren, and you began to, to prophesy and declare the Beatitudes. And, and what was the environment? What was the, the atmosphere like? And all I could see was a glory cloud. I could see visually, I could see fig figures, um, but uh, it, uh, over them all I could see was a glory cloud. And the Lord began to explain to me that in those three days, from the first day to the third day, even when they slept, God kept them warm. Even when the earth was rotating and day became night and night became day, God kept them in those three days. Jesus seized the opportunity. Amen? To make provisions, not only by the food provision, but to keep them comfortable and without harm in the, in the night season. Amen? Amen? In verse 33, it says, And his disciples said unto him, Whence shall we have so much bread in the wilderness as to fill so great a multitude? And Jesus said unto them, How many loaves have you? And they said, Seven and a few little fishes. Hey, Jesus, hey. Guys, it's not a problem for my father in glory. Check it out. And the Bible says that he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks and broke them and gave to his disciples and the disciples to the multitudes. And the Bible says that they did all eat and were filled. And they took up of the broken meat that was left seven uh, baskets full. And they that did eat were 4,000 men besides uh, women and children. Here we again, we see a twofold measure. Jesus now seizes an opportunity to prove that he is the son of God and to bring the glory of heaven into the earth by feeding the multitudes, to supply them even the night hours, keeping them warm and out of danger. Then we see the, uh, the multitudes seizing the opportunity, taking the moment, seizing the opportunity, not to say for just one day, which they intended, but now are there for three days, listening to the word of God being spoke. Is somebody in the house? Yes. Are we good? Amen. All right. Yes. Somebody say opportunity. opportunity. Hallelujah. To the multitudes, Jesus always ministered. Not only to the multitudes, but he ministers one-on-one. -on -one. He seizes an opportunity. What do you think that is when you're woken up, you go to bed at, at 10 o'clock at night, and you're woken up at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning? Come on. Jesus seizes an opportunity to get your attention. And I just put this on a personal note. I said, Lord, why you keep waking me up? Yes, I, I like to say, well, you keep waking me up, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. He says, because I need to talk to you. I said, well, you can talk to me to the, now I'm, I'm being transparent with you. Said, I, said, I said, why don't you talk to me to the, during the day? He says, because you won't take time. Come on, somebody. He says, you won't take time to get along with me during the day. 
So I'm going to get your undivided attention when you're sleeping. So uh, I'm working on this. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm working on this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And so here, here we see a, an opportunity that uh, Jesus seizes uh, to minister to us. And, and, you know, there's a variety of reasons why he does do that. Sometimes uh, those of you that are called to be intercessors, they'll wake you up in those, that, that watch time uh, to, to pray and intercede. Uh, on behalf of another, uh, could be a, a variety of other reasons too. You, you, in those moments, God will uh, seize the moment where you're sleeping. He'll give you a dream. He'll give you an interpretation. There's a variety of reasons, but consider this: whenever God has an opportunity, He will seize that moment to get your undivided attention because he desires to fellowship with us. He desires to hear us pray with him. He desires to hear the questions that we have put before him so he can answer them. Uh, sometimes he will, he will minister to us and answer our questions through flesh and blood. But solely, I, I believe, his, his priority is that we hear from him one-on-one -on -one so that we don't have confusion through another interpretation in Jesus' mighty name. All right. In Philippians chapter 4, are we all good? Yes. All right. Yes. Philippians, are you ready to seize the moment tonight? Yes. Come on. We got to wait. Are you ready to seize the moment tonight? Yes. Take an opportunity to seize the moment tonight in Jesus' mighty name. All right. Philippians chapter 4. I pray those of you that are on stream, you're staying with us on this. Philippians chapter 4, the NIV, the New International Version. And this is Apostle Paul. He's... He's, he's closing his appeal for the steadfastness and unity. He says, therefore, my brethren, my brothers and sisters, you whom I have and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the Lord and in, and in his ways, dear friends. I plead with Eudoia and plead with, I can't pronounce this correctly, Sai Chi Chi, to be of the same mind of the Lord. Yes, I ask you, my true companions, help these women. Again, opportunity. Help these women, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. His final exhortation is this. Now, stay with us. Attention. Take attention to this. Beloved chapter with understanding that it will full it will fill and it, it is full and complete with opportunity for kingdom purpose this entire chapter of philippians 4 rejoice in the lord always i say again rejoice here's opportunity saints let your gentle gentleness be evident to all the lord is near and don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, somebody help me out, in every situation by prayer and petitions with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Again, opportunity. Come on, opportunity. This is the result when a believer takes an opportunity. This is the guarantee. God backs himself up with his word in verse 7. So what will happen? And the peace of God, <laughs> which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Seize the opportunity. Somebody, seize the opportunity. And he concludes by saying, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever it's, oh, yeah, here it goes. 
Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned, somebody, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. See opportunity. And the God of peace will be with you. Paul is specific in this epistle. What he's saying here, and we're paraphrasing, what he's saying, do as I did. I seized every opportunity to reveal Christ to you. Now you do the same, reveal Christ to others. Even better than this. Do what Jesus did, revealing his Father's kingdom to those who had an ear to hear. Those who had an ear to hear. Saints, even angels, can I have your undivided attention? Even, oh, I, I see... I see a curtain of anointing falling on this side of the sink. Now, don't run over there <laughs> to that side. I see a curtain of anointing falling on this side of the sanctuary. God has something in store for you over there. Saints, even angels seize an opportunity to reveal the miraculous, the supernatural power of God. Can we talk to you a little bit longer? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on. In Luke chapter 1, Gabriel comes on the scene to visit Mary. The one God chose to birth Jesus. The angels in conversation with God's chosen handmaiden, he says, uh, and, and Gabriel releases a prophetic and profound word. He says, Mary, you have been chosen by God to birth his only begotten son. Gabriel sees the opportunity to be a voice for the father of glory and to speak into his chosen handmaiden. Gabriel seized the moment and took opportunity to make such an announcement with sympathy, showing God's mercy and love towards Mary. The end result, come on, the end result, behold, a Savior is born. Now, I want to release this. I'm going to release this because I want to release it, and God says I can't release it. Saints, you never know when you seize an opportunity to minister the Word of God into the life of an individual. You don't know. Maybe they are the next Elijah. Maybe they're going to be the next Esther. Come on. Maybe they're going to be the next forerunner like John the Baptist. You don't know. But we encourage you when you have the opportunity, seize that opportunity and minister the heart of the Father into the lives of those individuals. Amen. And I'll throw this out to you today. And I, I was going to, I got to check on this, but I'm going to, I want to release this. 
God put this in my spirit, and I kind of hesitated because fear came into my mind. And I thought, hey, if I say it, God's going to back me up. I said, if I, if I say it, God's going to back me up. About 10 years ago when we were in Saratoga, there was a young man who came to us, and some of you may have heard this story before, and he came to us, and he was, out, he was a Christian. He was out in the world, and he was being crazy and doing, you know, those dumb things we do in the flesh. And the Lord spoke a prophetic word over him, and he heard it, and he, he split. He was gone, and he came back a year later, and now God has him by, by his, his neck, his, his, his throat here. And God begins to speak into his life a very, very specific and profound word that God had chosen him to be a vessel, that his life would be a witness and a testimony, and that many would come into the kingdom of God, that God was sending him to the Middle East, and that through the, the um, inspirational Holy Spirit, the teaching and the, and the, the, the uh, uh, wisdom and knowledge God would impart into his life, he would reach the Muslim nations. All right, so I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version. Ten years ago, as of today, this individual is in the Middle East. And by a prophetic word, he seized the moment. Come on. He took opportunity and seized the moment, right? And there are now over 400 underground churches in the Middle East. And in those churches, he has developed leaders, Amen. And those leaders are training others to minister the gospel to, to the Muslims, and they're flocking into the kingdom of God. I said they're flocking into the kingdom of God. Again, a prophetic word was released. He took the opportunity and seized that word. And now the development of that word, that prophetic word, is now manifesting in, in the earth. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen? All right. Are you ready for the second portion of the prophecy? And we're going to be wrapping this up. And praise the Lord. Maybe we'll hold up. Maybe not. I guess not. All right. So we're going to go into this prophetic word here in Jesus' mighty name. I ask you to position yourself. In the spirit, position yourself for the release of this word because it is going to activate what God has been speaking here today. And I truly, when this word was coming, I truly saw this in the spirit. After this activation, you're going to be going places you've gone before, and you're going to start seeing things in those places that you've never seen before. You're going to see opportunities in front of your life that were there before, but you didn't recognize them, right? And now with this activation, this release, you're going to seize that opportunity. Come on, you, you will seize that opportunity to minister the word of God. I'm delicious up here tonight. Woo, this is good. All right, here's the prophecy. And see, this, you know, this is what we do. And I'll throw this to you as well. You know, you've come to Genesis and you see the pastors, the apostles, prophets, and ministers of the house. And we're all different. We don't preach the same. We don't teach the same. We don't operate in all the same gifts. We've got teachers. We've got prophets, you know, all, all those things. And I release this to you today to understand that when you see an individual operating, don't try to pick up or do what they're doing with their character. God didn't create you like that. God created you specifically to be exactly who he's created you to be, to function, operate, and the characteristics that he's given you. 
We don't try to copycat somebody else because they, they do what they do and we see a demonstration of the power of God. No, God has called you to be individual, even as Jesus was individual. Even the similarities in the, uh, in the life of Jesus to the, uh, the life of the apostle Paul, there were characteristics that were similar, but they operated differently. It's okay. Be unique in the way that God created you to be unique in Jesus' mighty name. Here's the prophecy. To the extent that you open up your heart completely to me is the extent that I will, able, I will be able to advance you in kingdom opportunity. Where you, by my spirit, will seize every opportunity to expand my kingdom in the earth. Is somebody in the house. To mandate this end time move with my spirit reaching the hearts of humanity. It's not Brother Michael telling you. This is the Father of glory speaking to you. I have given you potential. I have given you skills. I've given you talents. I've given you gifts. I've given you my abilities to function and to operate at kingdom levels with authority and with power to expedite this next outpouring of Holy Spirit. Persevere. Continue in this extreme course of action, even in the face of difficulty or challenges. Be relentless. Persistent in your pursuit to acquire more divine wisdom, more divine understanding, more divine knowledge to operate, watch this, at 100% capacity where you are positioned in my Christ where he sits at my right hand. When you do, oh, this, is, this is good, this is delicious. When you do, you will cease from your struggles and from your own labors, knowing that what I am asking you to do by seizing every opportunity to build my kingdom, you will understand it is not by your might nor by your power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Embrace. Seize. Take hold of what I am offering this night. As you do, open your heart, hearts wide. Lift your hands to heaven. Excuse me. Lift your hands to heaven's throne room of glory and worship me in spirit and in truth. From that position, I will flood you with my overflow. I will submerge you in the anointing that I have set aside for this end time move of my spirit, that you too would prophesy, believing me for miracle signs and wonders to follow after you, that the truth of my spirit, the truth of my word will inspire you to seize every opportunity that you would declare the life of my son in the power of salvation through him, from him, and because of him. Do not, hear this, saints, do not limit me by the capacity of a carnal mind. No, no, no. 
Do not limit me, and I will not limit you with what I am asking you to do, says the Spirit of the living God. Does anybody receive that tonight? Come on. Does anybody receive that tonight? If you receive it, give God praise. Come on, give God praise. And so here's, here's the question for those of you online, those of you here tonight. Will you seize, take the responsibility for advancing the kingdom of God with his promotion for your success? Come on. God has intended for you to be successful, to, for your success through the opportunities that he's placed before you. Hallelujah. So we're going to move on this today. We've got to be, I need to be attentive and sensitive to this particular situation with, with, with what's before us here. So just stay with Brother Michael. Those of you that are watching online, you continue to pray in the Holy Ghost. So here's the question tonight. Have there been any struggles in the past, any resistance, any obstacles, any physical or emotional uh, or anything that is spiritual that has prevented you from stepping into uh, opportunities or to seize opportunities to do what God has asked you to do? Come on. Can I get a witness? Come on. Has doubt come into your mind? Has the enemy flooded your mind with unbelief? As the enemy try to bring up things from your past to say, well, look what you did then. How do you expect to do this now when you did that? Come on. Come on. Let's get a witness here. Has the enemy come into your, your dream uh, sessions at night and, and, and come with uh, accusations and, and uh, persuasions and a variety of other things that would prevent you from seizing any other opportunities that God is asking you to do? If that is you. If you have experienced any of those things or things I've not even mentioned, things that you know, I'm going to ask you to stand up right now because God's going to release an anointing and he's going to remove those things that have held you back from seizing the opportunities from the past so you can step into the present and step into the future in Jesus' mighty name. If that is you, those of you that are watching on stream right now, if you're at home right now, just stand up where you are. Lift your hands to heaven. And I'm going to ask you to, by faith, just begin to pray in the spirit. Come on. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, lift your voices. Lift your voices in this house. Anything that has come from the kingdoms of darkness and their kings that have prevented you from seizing an opportunity to declare the kingdom of God in the life of an individual or to speak kingdom life into a situation. Go ahead, lift up your voice right now. I see advancements taking place. I see those suggestions of the enemies being broken off and being destroyed. Right now in the spirit, I see those, uh, in the spiritual realm, I see the spirits of torment, torments being bound and cast out, accusations being cast out. The things that the enemy has used in your past to prevent you from moving forward in the present and the future, being eradicated and being removed right now. You are who the word of God says you are. You are not in whom what man says you are. You are exactly who God says you are. A son and a daughter of the living God. You're an heir with God and joint heir with Jesus Christ. 
His prophetic release saying that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Those weapons will not prosper any longer. Jesus. Jesus. And I'm holding on to this because I want those of you that are watching online right now to see what is taking place in the sanctuary. Understand we're moving in the apostolic and prophetic power of God's word by, by prophesying in the lives of God's people, by bringing forth these words, and we're, become, we're seizing the opportunity to become active to laying hands and, and speaking into your lives. And I would encourage you, get out of your comfort zones. Get out of your couches. Get out of your chairs at home. Put aside that cup of coffee. Get out of your pajamas. Get some clothes on and get yourselves down to these Sunday afternoon and Monday night uh, uh, um, services here at Genesis. Lethargy has found its way into the body of Christ. It's, it's, it's become this, it's, oh, I'll just watch another uh, to get my fill and, and to, to, to lift the, the guilt and condemnation. I'll just get my fill by watching a stream. I'll get a, I'll get a service here and get a service there uh, now and then. And please don't misunderstand me. I'm online and I'm watching as well. When I have an opportunity to get to the house of God, I'm going to get to the house of God. I'm going to ask you to keep that stream going right now in Jesus' mighty name. Those of you that are watching online, Rabaka, uh, stay with us for a few more moments. Those of you that are in the sanctuary right now and uh, you are going to re uh, require or request prayer from us, um, tonight it will be myself and Pastor Renato will be up here uh, to pray over you, to anoint you with oil. But the, for those of you that are in the sanctuary right now, please follow these instructions. Get your tithes and your offerings ready. We're going to ask you to come to this side of the sanctuary. Come on, let's do it now. Come to this side of the sanctuary. Begin to line up. Makaraka, and we're going to be, uh, Prophecy Vaughn will be escorting you and, and bringing you to Apostle, uh, to my, excuse me, to uh, uh, Pastor Renato and myself. Come on, move over, move into the line. I want those who are online uh, that are watching live right now, see what we're doing. This is what's taking place every Sunday afternoon and every Monday night. Come on, get over into this, this aisle over here. Let's begin to line up. As we begin to move, we're going to be praying over brother as soon as he gets up out from that anointing. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, let's hold on to that. And as they, oh, actually, yes, Pastor Fred, thank you. Let's go ahead and put the uh, tithing uh, buckets, receptacles up here. And for those of you that are coming up, you can put your tithes as you come here because we're going to be praying into you in Jesus' mighty name. So all that to be said, saints, uh, we're going to close this up right now. We want you to see what's taking place here on Sunday afternoons and Monday nights. And we encourage you to get yourselves, come on, get out of that comfort zone. Get out of that place. In fact, go to the mall and buy yourself a new outfit for Sunday for church. Yeah. Come on, and then and then and, and then and then come to church and uh, come to the sanctuary here. We we desire to to be able to pray for you. This is what God has birthed this ministry of the Holy Spirit here at Genesis Upper Room Church. We are a deliverance ministry. We operate in the gifts, and God has trained us. 
He's taught us. He's raised up a powerful team of intercessors uh, that he's uh, uh, using here at Genesis Upper Church. Many have come, uh, have started out in our our uh, Friday nights um, uh, when God told Brother Michael to raise up an intercessory prayer team that is carried over to these Friday nights. Uh, some of them have come out from the Shamar prayer group have joined the Shamar prayer group and, and are, are functioning uh, in, the, in the sanctuary here. So we encourage you, bring yourselves down Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock, Monday nights, uh, like tonight, woo, uh, 7.30. And uh, as the, the year progresses in 2021, uh, the Lord put on the heart as a young prophet to develop a night of intercessory prayer for Friday nights. We'll be inviting those uh, you to come in and join us on that. Stay posted on EncounterGenesis.com. So all that to say tonight, we love you. We appreciate you. If this message has ministered to your heart, please uh, follow through with the Spirit of God and what he's asking you to do as far as your tithes and offerings. Remember, the Bible talks about the tithes that you give uh, unto the scoffers of God. They are holy unto God, and God will in turn bless you as you give. It's not a, it's, it's a spiritual law. We're not forcing you saying, oh, if you give tithes, you're going to get blessed. No, it's a spiritual law. God created, God mandated, and, and God had made it purposeful lives of his people. Amen. So tonight, uh, for those of you here, let's turn around and extend your hands towards the camera. Come on. So the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord make his face shine upon you, the Lord be gracious to you, and the Lord lift up his countenance unto you, and the Lord give you his peace. Amen.